It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Technisha. A daily broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha. What's up, America? I'm back on. Sorry for the disconnection, but I thank you so much for tuning in, tuning in to another episode of The Bright Side with Technicia. It's been a wonderful, wonderful day so far, and I hope everyone has had a blissful weekend. Um, you guess what? You know, Julia Roberts, one of our iconic ladies of all time from Pretty Woman, was in um, Los Angeles Friday night, and she was at the location where she filmed where Pretty Woman was filmed 25 years ago. Of course, she wasn't with Richard Gere this time. Instead, she was accepting the humanitarian war from um, GLSEN, an organization, an organization that aims to prevent bullying against members of the LGBT community and schools. And I really, I'm really proud that a lot of people are getting involved with this because even though it's not a accepting factor for most people. It is part of our society and either you don't accept or you do, but either way it gives no one any rights to bully anyone. So I think that is a great step. I consider her a hero, even though she says that her heroes are the children that go to school to really encounter this type of situation. Anyhow, another positive story with me today of course, it's always positive because anyone who is out there looking to be the next Steven Spielberg or even how to get into this, this show is going to teach you how to do that. We're going to hear a few things from our guest on the projects that he's actually working on. And here with me today is Director Antonio James, who actually from Memphis, Tennessee, not probably too far from where my mother is born from, Chattanooga, Tennessee. So I'm really um, smiling on that. This young man is new and upcoming. He's out there doing a big. If you watch General Hospital like I do, you probably have seen him in there. And, of course, he has starred in Zach Efron's movie, um, Neighbors. So do call in at 347-426-3751 with your questions if you have any for him. And I also will keep the chat box open as well. Antonio, man, how you doing today? I appreciate you for being on. How you doing? I'm doing Hello. wonderful. I'm glad I'm glad to have someone who's in this um field to really just give us an insight to what's going on. I love it cuz I have had so many other upcoming directors out on my show. So it's really a, pre- a pleasure that you're taking out time to do this with me. 
because I like people to get a different insight from different people, you know. Um, so, Antonio, before we even get started, let's talk about how you even got started into the film industry. What caught your eye on that? Well, I was actually working for the veteran um, helping out spinal cord injury patients when my uncle, who he does a lot of rap, <laughs> a lot of music writing and right. stuff like that, he asked me could I do a music video for him. And at that time, I didn't know anything about film or filmmaking, but I decided to try it, and he bought my first camera, and we made the video, and from there, I figured this is the way to go. Right, and I, amazing how you said that, because I was just telling my husband, I knew, my, I know my mother didn't know a lot of things, but I wish in one way that she would have pushed me more or bought me my first camera microphone, because my thing is news reporting. I love that aspect, so hopefully I can change that for my daughters. Whatever you want to be, then that's what I'm going to do for you to help you out, and we're going to go down that path. So that was good that he started you off with that. Did you go to, but since he did that, did you go to school to further your education in that field? Currently, right now, at times, I will go and take a class or two um, out here in Los Angeles. Um, but at the time, I didn't. I just kept learning from just being set from like that though <laughs> they don't they can't stand that I, so it's getting to it it's easier for us now than it was for them you know you didn't have as much of the technology that we got today you had to you had it rough and i you made me think about i was watching it i was watching the episode ti and tiny and ti is supposed to have shown his son of how he started rapping he was like what like what is this this is because he wasn't used to this and T, I was telling him this is how I started. I had to start off in someone's off in my house with just one microphone. You know, you got to start from scratch, but technology has advanced so much. So I know, like, the older professors that I had to deal with don't like this technology. They take you all the way back with the cameras. They got the taping, and I was kind of lost. I was like, what is this? So no digital? I don't under- I don't understand. <laughs> Right, and just for, like I just started three three years ago, a little over three years ago, oh, and good. Yeah. and just that short amount of time when I started, digital was just like just coming out. So I understand because when I was starting, my the first camera my uncle gave me had a tape, and so that's all I knew. Was, <laughs> you know, I have to wait to upload all this footage so I can edit it, and it was just hours and hours. And now you can just do it with wait like three minutes for it to upload off of a hard drive. Right, right, right. I I, I think it will be good, though, if most schools do show you how to do that, use the older technology. Well, I think it would just give you better insight on the new technology. Like, for instance, with Final Cut Pro, I learned how to deal with linear, but, no, I mean, non-linear, but if the professors go back the old way, I think it would just give you better insight 
on how to use the technology better. I don't know if I'm making sense on that, but that's that's where my mind is at. Like, I think it would be good if people know where this stuff existed from because we're so used. We Like, some people don't even know what a tape cassette is. I gave my daughters one. They was looking at it like, Mama, what is that? Is this normal? <laughs> See, I, so, um, I think that, like, with the tapes and, like, learning the old way, I think it's good for, like, learning right. theory and learning, um, like, the history right. behind That's how. That's what I'm trying to write. Yeah, but right. You took the words right out of my mouth. Having, like, actually having to go to school, that, may, that sometimes may not be what you want to hear because it's like, Unless that's the the actual degree that you're in, like you want to learn how to edit. But if you're a photographer, let's say, it's kind of different to me because you may want to know how to go into the dark room and learn how to take off the used prints and to get the best quality picture rather than having to um, just go to Walgreens and push prints, you know. But for the normal consumer, you just want their pictures. So if they just want their pictures, when they go to school to, to learn how to take the best pictures, they may not want to have to go into the dark room and and do the negatives. They want their pictures immediately. So that's what we're kind of facing with right now is the people that want the traditional style and then the people that want the modern style. Right, and now even with the traditional people, they're even coming on board like, bump that. I don't want to keep doing the same old, same old stuff. But technology is just going to keep on advancing. Who knows where it's going to be at in 10 or 20 more years when my daughters get up in age. Like, I mean, we might not even be using a phone. You might be able to call out in the sky, just call so-and-so. And so who knows where it's going to go. But, you know, um, with you learning all that, it just brought you to so much in your life, you were able to become the official videographer for Al Sharpton's National Action Network, and I think that's really good, to be that close to a man who people actually look up to. Like, that's awesome. I would love to get that close to I would love to get close to anybody who is well-known right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, with the whole Al Sharpton while I was um, still learning videography, and um Gregory Grant and Action Network in Memphis, they were a hold of me, and they wanted me to start doing a lot of their videos. So when Al Sharpton would come in town, they would have me to come out and be able to tape their, like, conferences to be able to record um, any kind of events that they may have when he comes in town, and I would deliver them the footage for their uh, National Action Network website for everybody to see. Um, and from that, also came from with me getting a, a all expense paid trip to Washington D.C. to actually do a documentary for the unveiling of the Dr. Martin Luther King statue, and I got to record a lot of Freedom Riders on the way to uh, to the monument and after. So that was oh man, I know that I know that was that's awesome. That's part of our history right there. Oh, honey. Oh, Antonio, you, oh, I, well, blessed and lucky. I guess, I, I don't know if I can put those two words in the same sentence, but that is awesome. You got, you got to deal with part of history. Boy, that, that's all, that's me right there. That's what I want to do. That's why I went to school for journalism, so I can get more 
into it. I would love to do something like that. Part of history on top of that? Uh, yes. But, you know, you have this film, well, this great film that came out, Trey the Movie. Let's talk a little about that. Um, What brought along this movie? Well, it actually came about from a bit. Um, and from me and, and a guy that I know, he said that we could I couldn't make a $400,000 movie for less than $1,000. He was like, it's impossible. Right. There's too much work involved. Well, at the time, remember, I'm still learning. So to me, it's just like making music videos, and it's, it should be pretty simple. So I bet it I'm really just a six-pack of beer. Um, and so we... I just picked up the camera and we started to film. <laughs> right, just just went on there. Like I told two other directors I had on my show, Al Kaiser and um, Dylan Reynolds, I was telling them that a lot of films that we look at now were in the low budget and didn't have a lot of money. The um, Purge, Full Monty, um, just to name a few. So you never know what angle you might, you never know what the path might lead you to once you start on it. Just because you, man, you might spend $200,000, bam, you looking at now a million, this movie go worldwide. So you never know. You have to solve somewhere. But um, what sort of preparation for the actors did your actors undertake in order to have it their role in this movie? Oh, man. <laughs> Like I said, the movie was $750. So knowing this, we already knew it was limited to what we could do. So we tried to have a casting call that didn't work yeah. out too. And anyway, the people that we picked for casting call, it was most of my family and friends begging for parts. So I just gave them all to them, mostly. Um, so we had, like, no real experience seasoned <laughs> actors in this. We just had family and friends who knew absolutely nothing about the process of filmmaking. And then you had me, the director, just getting involved in this, who I who also didn't know anything about making a movie, just wanted to win a bet. Um, so I had to really, it, it was a learning curve, but by the end of it, we ended up doing rehearsals. We figured out we needed to do rehearsals. We figured out that I needed to make what's called dramatic beats with actors that can deliver emotions. Um, a lot of the first scenes we shot, it it, it, was, it was just like all over the place with acting. Uh, a lot of over-the-top <laughs> yeah. acting because starting out, you think that the way to go is theater acting. But theater and film acting is learned. It's two different things. So a lot of the acting is just all over, way over the top emotions. We are just over the top of everything. <laughs> um, so it was kind of funny uh, just just watching it. But at the time, I thought we were doing good. Now when we look back at it, we like, yeah. <laughs> we oh, really? Like, yeah, like you take a step back, like, no, this is not how it goes. But, you know, they was trying for it just for your sake and just want to do something. And especially when you know you all took them little theater classes in college or high school, you be like, you thinking that you got it going on, yeah. Yeah, I'm the next angel. So I could, I'm, that's why I was laughing right along with you because I could imagine in their mind like, yeah, I got this, bro, bro. I'm about to help you out with this. Right. And <laughs> see, another and thing is... Have, <laughs> it might wasn't... Another thing is like with, oh, with Trey, 
with Trey rather than like some of the other movies you named is low budget. When we went into this, we didn't go into this thinking that this was going to be a real movie. We just went into this just to, they were just helping me out and I was going to show him. And the buzz, by the end, the buzz of the movie had just blew us away. Like it was nothing like that we imagined. And it became something, grew into something much more than what we started out um, trying to do in the beginning. See, that's how it goes, though. See, you was, you messed around with it, and look, you look up, and it's bigger than what you thought it was going to be. See, that's how that's God works in so many mysterious ways, but I'm glad that it, it's working out for you, and your name is getting on out there. When did you actually play? When did you play in General Hospital? Because that's why I was trying to find out. Because I love, I have fallen in love with General Hospital. My husband, I think I've been on it for a year now. Yeah, I'm up to the point now where Jason on on Master's face and everything. I did, I used to never watch it with my mother. My mother was um, all my children. I'd be like, Ugh, how can you watch this? Like, look so boring because it's so Dante. It goes on and on forever. But now I'd be like this. Yeah. So by two o'clock, I'm programmed today for my um movie to come for my um general <laughs> hospital to come on. Oh yeah, I got on DVR. <laughs> well, I sure do cool. look. So I, yeah, I got to run on DVR. <laughs> That's kind of so, a, you so know, I'm kind of you young. Your... I, I'm I'm young. Okay. You know, so I didn't I didn't I don't really watch stories in the day. So it's kind of a funny story because um, when I first moved out here, I ended up getting connected with a lot of celebrities like that, and someone offered me a job in General Hospital. Now. So I used to tell everybody, well, I got this job at General Hospital. I thought it was a real hospital because <laughs> I didn't know. And so I kept telling everybody that I got this job at General Hospital, and I don't I don't know if I'm going to take it or not because I don't really want to work in any more hospitals anymore after I left the Veteran Affairs. So then I get to, like, an older person, this lady, and she says, are you stupid? I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, General Hospital isn't a hospital. General Hospital is a TV show. It's been on since way before you was born. <laughs> so then that's when I realized what it was. And I got to go. And um, as I was there, they ended up letting me, like, do a lot of background stuff. And then they gave me, like, a speaking part on one episode. I was background on a couple other episodes of the trainer. Um, but I got to meet all of these the actors that's involved. I got to work with them. They, I got to learn even more from a lot of those actors when I first got here, and they taught me, like, what to expect in the business. So that was very helpful for me. So it was kind of a, another, I just kind of fell into it type thing. But I haven't done that since then because I've been focused mostly on directing. But it was to be on set and see how everything is ran. I can imagine being on the soaps right now. Antonio, you just slept with my sister. I don't understand what's actually going on here. <laughs> but it, I, out of all of them, I love General Hospital. And I think because it's so modern. It is. It's so modern. And the actors, they really look good. Like, nobody is really on there unattractive to me. Like, they got their own little sex appeal. So I really love it. I never watched them. I'm 31. But I'm watching them now, and I really enjoy just looking at it. I'll be up to date. I'll be like, dang, let me rewind. I missed the episode. 
Honey, I'll be on now. So well, um, okay. I'm doing it. Go back on, and I'll let you know. Yeah. Okay. So, what was now? Of course, did you have to write, trade a movie out, and if so, what was that writing process like for you? Well, yeah, I I started out with a script. Now we didn't follow the script much, but I did start out with one. Uh, to be able to come to the concept of trade, it it came from my friend when I was in the military in the Air Force, and I watched this guy who we when we think of domestic violence, we think of man on woman, but in this case, it was his girl fighting him all the time. Like she just and he he didn't want to, you know, be physical with her back, so he would just take it. And we all just sitting there like, one day this guy is going to blow up, and that's what happened. One day he snapped when he just couldn't take anymore. And so I wanted to, with Trey, I wanted to explore the possibilities of what would the average ordinary person that isn't violent, that isn't like a serial killer, isn't anything like this. I mean, how much could one person take before he snaps? And that's how I approached this story. And that is what, how Trey came about in my writing for it came about is a girl who this guy, he, no matter how much he tried to love this girl, she pushed him into being something that he's not, which is a serial killer. Right. She um, brought this other personality out of this guy. Yeah, because I seen the preview, I was like, ooh, uh-uh, honey. You are messed up now, Trey. Right, because you don't push this, basically that's what it's all about. You don't push this man to the max. You don't piss me off. Now I turn to this this maniac, and I don't know how to control it. Yeah, it's an interesting movie once people actually see it. Just watch the trailer, and it would just take you all in. It sure will. So how closely did you work with, like, other producers in the creative process? This movie, I didn't. I didn't even know it was such thing as other producers. I was the producer, director, everything, the cast, the crew. I basically done everything. Like I said, this one, with that tray, it was the first one for everybody. And, and by us going into it and not making a serious movie but just playing around, we just did whatever we could do on set, acting, mm-hmm. position, stuff like that, to be able to make this happen. And fortunately... It came out not looking, having the uh, visuals as a like a bootleg movie, but an actual real film. Uh, so we was very lucky in testing. Oh yeah, I know you were. So how long did it take for this project to complete? It took us a little over uh, two months, but it only took us fourteen that oh, right. days. Because by by no one getting paid. Everybody just seemed we had to work around schedules. Everyone had jobs. The main <laughs> character, he's a he's a police down in Mississippi. So it's like everybody we could never get everybody together long enough to film. And so it took a little over about two months. Yeah, that that's hard, especially when you're not talking about money and oh really I gotta do this free life. I got other stuff to do, honey. I don't have time for that. Cause that's I, I yeah I remember those little things because I had to help out a friend too. Only problem was I was like, well I wasn't the thing that I wasn't getting paid it was just that I can't keep requesting off for this one day every week because other people might want a Saturday off at my job. So I was like, no, 
it's not going to happen. I got to be mindful of people who want Saturdays off, too, not just only me, just to help you out every week. So, yeah, but it was fun. I don't I don't mind helping out somebody. If I can help you out, I help you out. If I can't, then I'm move on. Because sometimes you get your blessings in the least expected places that you think of. You get your blessings. So just helping out somebody, don't always think about money all the time. Because money, it, it breaks up a lot of relationships. If, you, if you're if a true friend, help that friend out. If you're not, then it's time to just move on, cut your losses. But like I said, and so I'm glad that you did have the little support, even though it wasn't a whole lot like you probably wanted, but it was enough just to go ahead, get this movie on out. Um, So what what did you really shoot with? And to, uh, you shot with, you said, with a camera that had tape in it, or did you upgrade um, to a digital camera? In the, probably, like, after the first shooting day, uh, it's a girl from Media, she got a company, Media Works, in Memphis. Her name is Katina. She got word of the film, and she was like, why are you shooting with that? It takes you forever to shoot with tape. She was like, I have right. a production company, and I will give you all this equipment to use to be able to film. And that's, oh, so she gave us like a lot of professional, that was my first time filming with a digital camera, learning about a digital camera. She gave us all these lights, we didn't use any of them. She gave us tripod, we didn't use any of them either because I just didn't know how, basically. I didn't even know what it was. Like I said, I was still young and learning. So the <laughs> only thing I know that I needed was a camera and some actors in front of me. So that's what I, that's all I took with me on set. Uh, and, <laughs> with that camera, it made it give that quality that you see um, on the trailers and in the movie because that's why it's so clear, so HD. Is because we was able. She came in and blessed us with that um, kind of camera oh, that was necessary. Yeah. See, that's a blessing. There be people out here who actually want to see you come up. Everybody don't always have their hand out. See, that's good. I would like to go back to school myself just for that because that's a big major field for people to go into, especially when it comes to editing. I learned editing, but not the way that it should have been learned. Some of my friends are just look like they natural born, just gifted, knowing how to edit. I have friends who do photography right now, and they it's awesome. Like, wow, dude, that's why I should have went into. But uh, no offense to the school I went to. I will go to a different school to learn it because my the school I went to, I would say, was more into books. I can read a book all day. I don't want to read a book. I need you to show me actually hands-on how to do this because out there in that field, it's a totally different scenario. Either you got it or you don't, and that's how I felt when I had to do my internship with people from known schools that like UGA and Kennesaw State University. I was like, oh. How can I compete with you when I don't even have the equipment at my school to do this? So, you know, it made me feel undermined. That's how I felt. I felt kind of like you. I don't know what I'm doing with this. What is this? A digital camera? I heard of it, but what's the first step? So, um, um, Antonio, what did you edit in? Did you use Final Cut Pro, Adobe, Premiere? Um, It wasn't until I moved to L.A. that I got into Final Cut Pro. I used um, all Premiere software. To uh, edit the film in. Oh, okay. And at that time, two years ago, it was pretty much as advanced as it was now. So it, it when it came to like 
after I got here and it started winning awards and it was like, maybe you should go back through and do color grade. And I started being more professional and learning actually what it takes to make a film. And when we started going, try to put trade through different processes to get it more of a film look and to give it cinematography, uh, cinematic look and stuff like that. It started being a headache because the premiere program wouldn't export out certain codecs that you need for like oh. color grading. Uh, and to put in logic or pro tools and stuff like that. So it was really a headache then. But and I had to put it, it is. In. It, it. Right, that stuff be so hard too. All them different programs, because a lot of the new stations now, uh, some of them are going to Adobe, and I heard they're even using a new, a newer um version now. It's like whoa, because I think I used um. When I did Channel 2, WSB-TV News, we used Avid. So, and some news stations are not even using Avid. So, it's like, that's why I really would like to go back to school, just to learn that. Because that's a big, major thing, especially as a news reporter. Because I think everything is going back to one band. You have to know how to edit, how to shoot, how to do your own news stories. All that is tied in. Like, it's not. You basically you can't be lazy anymore. You can't just be the news anchor. You have to you have to do it all. So yeah. And I don't think some of these schools are really cracking down like I think a lot of these schools are not cracking down like they what you were saying, Antonio. I said Avid is a nice program to learn. It is the industry standard out here. Um, Final Cut Pro, not so much anymore because it came out with Final Cut Pro 10, which is not professional. It's more of a consumer grade. So it's most people in the industry now are okay. working with um, Premiere or they're working with Avid. And, you know, I, I have dealt with a lot of people who are in photography. You know, some of them said, just take your camera and just shoot, don't focus on don't focus on trying to get too much expensive equipment right now because I'm mommy on a budget. You know, I wouldn't mind doing film. So I got my little flip camera, you know, it's not a Canon, but I may, I will make it do what it do. Basically, right. it's going to happen. And you have to, basically, like you said that you did with Trey the movie, you have to start off somewhere because if you wait on the opportunity, just keep waiting. Oh, I'm going to wait till I buy this. I'm going to wait till I do that because that was my excuse. I'm going to wait till I do this. Then you're just going to keep waiting. And you're going to wait because the equipment that you actually need to make stuff, it's expensive. No one's going to lie right there. It, it is expensive, but you got to start off somewhere. That's for anybody out there who want to be the next Steven Spielberg. You better start off somewhere. Don't wait. It's too much technology like Antonio said. You got Google. You got YouTube. iMovie. You better make it happen. But we're going to take a short commercial break, and we're going to come back with Antonio talking about Trey the movie and also about another movie that he has in store, Fall of Summer. So don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after this. There's only one station that will keep you happy. Blog Talk Radio. We're taking more of your calls at 347-426-3751. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this commercial break. 
chances are there'll never be an emergency ever again. But just in case, let's talk about a plan. Okay. Who is going to grab the go bag? What's a go bag? It is a bag we do not have that is filled with things we really, really need in an emergency. Guess we won't have to worry about it then. Well, this is great. <laughs> I am so glad that we don't have a plan. I know. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov slash kids for tips and information. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. So, who's going to do what? Flashlights? Nowhere to be found. Emergency supply kits? Not packed. What about blankets? We have an old towel. Cell phones? May not work. Emergency water? Not a drop. Perfect. We all know where we're meeting if we're separated. The library. Jones house. The bus stop. And I'll be waiting here wondering where you all are. Great. Sounds like we don't have a plan. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov slash kids for tips and information. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. We're back with Director Antonio James, who's from the Memphis, Tennessee area, and he is doing it so big right now in his life. And when I say big, I mean through so many blessings from people who come out the woodworks just to help you out. And he has a movie out called Trey the Movie. Definitely check that out. And um, just just talking about that, um, let's talk about fall or summer, because you have that in production right now, Antonio. Right. Well, actually, we're in pre-production. We start production on it next month. Okay, pre-production. Okay. So how did the idea for fall or summer come about? Because I know it's focusing on bullying. Right, it is. And it's it's because, like, when I go to Memphis, when I come back to Memphis, I'm always seeing, like, kids being bullied. Like, walking home from school, going to school. Somebody's always being bullied. And mm-hmm. I just start, like, can't help. My, personally, myself, I had never been on the receiving end of a bully. Um, but... I've seen and had friends who have and tried to help them. And what I wanted to explore with this movie, because most of the time when I write something, I want to explore like something that can actually help people and get people thinking. And so what I wanted people to think about with this one was, what are the unintended consequences of bullying? Like, you can bully someone and have control over what you're doing right then, even though it doesn't make it right, and still you you kind of know what's going to happen. It's nothing serious, or if you're trying to fight them, you know it's going to ha- kind of happen. But what happens when unintended consequences come from you bullying someone? And that's what I really wanted to show in this movie. And see, that's a good thing that you're bringing awareness about, like I was mentioning about Julia Roberts, bringing awareness about because it is happening in our schools, and it's even coming through your computers and parents are now being held responsible for that as well. And I think that is a great idea because whether, regardless if you are busy in your life, we all work a job. We have so many responsibilities. I am a mother myself. But at the same time, we have to stay focused on what our children are doing. I want to know what you're doing on that computer. I want to know what's going on with you on your phone. I, I'm the kind, I will go to the school. I'm the kind that beat you up at the school in front of your friends. Like my mother, my mother didn't play. So it wasn't none of that. And I don't condone it in my house. Even when my twin girls go at it, I'm like, no, ma'am, we're not going to do that. What you, I don't even want you to fight up at the school, but you're not going to fight each other. You're going to look out for one another. That's what I want you to do. And I don't like when, when you bully. 
I, I don't play that. So I'm glad you're bringing a movie out. I'm so thankful for that because I was bullied. I wasn't beat up on, but verbal abuse is enough too. That can affect a, a child just as much. And that's why you lose so many. Look at the boy who killed himself. He was bullied about being gay, and they filmed it. So, you know, these are things that we have to watch out. You don't know who you are hurting in the process along the way. So parents, please sit down with your child. Let them know this is not the right thing to do. Very sad. Um, so going back to trade the movie, um, Antonio, once you got into the editing room, because once you figure out certain things, were there things that you thought during a shoot that went really well that maybe didn't work or vice versa? Things that you were a little unsure about when shooting that bloomed once you start putting it together? I mean, at the time when we were filming, everything was like what we wanted. <laughs> but, of course, after I moved out here and I, I went back and started looking at it, and and now I understand the process of filmmaking. I'm, I'm like thousand time percent better director now, and I know how to work with actors. You know, it's I look at it now as as something that I did and that helped me to get where I'm at now. Um, but it is a lot of things in it, right. so, like acting acting wise and stuff like that, that I wish that I could go back and redo. But at the same time, I don't blame the actors because the actors were under my direction. My direction was not at the time as good as it is now. And so it's still a great movie. Everybody loves it. They love the concept. They love how Trader snaps on her. Uh, they love everything about it, but in my opinion, I know that it can be done better. That is why we are going to make a trade to right. the first one that we've done. Right. It always could be better. But like you said, you was in the learning process. It was new to you. You were just doing something or playing around with it, wasn't expecting it to go far, and it actually did. And years later on, if you want to, while you got pre-production on this fall or summer, you can always go back and retweak it and do it over. Hey, look at all these other classic movies that we watch, Halloween, um, Friday the 13th, all these movies that they have redone over, switched it up, got bigger, Michael, which I don't understand because Michael was never big when I was watching Halloween. Now, they just have them all big and uh, kind of confuses me, but <laughs> whatever. But yeah, like you said, it's a learning process. But you, but you learn, you learned, and now it made you a better. It made you better. Hey, we're gonna be looking at you. We're gonna. I'm like that's Antonio. I remember interview, um, interviewing him. Yeah, look at him. He got about five, five, twenty movies out now. Mm-hmm. Guess how it goes. So, um, but like I said, wow. Um, and did you have? Did you have the location before you started or in your mind before you wrote it? Oh, man, I didn't have anything before um, I wrote it or after I wrote it. Um, I just We just basically, some locations we didn't even have until the day of the shoot. You know, we would finish one scene, wow. <laughs> and then we'd have to go and try to hurry up and look and ask and beg for locations for the next scene, um, <laughs> for the next shoot day. So it was. I was lucky that my uncle, who first bought me my camera, he let me use the house, which is the main setting for the movie. So that was um, a great thing right. that he could do 
was be able to give us the main location for the movie. That helped a lot. Right. And see, now that he's growing and he's learning, he don't have to use Uncle House or want to be the next um, Vivica A. Fox Cousins or whoever else in the movie. I don't need you. <laughs> I thank you so kindly, but um, we'll we'll find you another spot somewhere else. You'll be an extra way in the back. Way, way in the back. Love you. <laughs> Look, I love you, Ken, folks, but you'll be extra. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm doing a lot professional. Now, <laughs> now, with the fall of the summer, did you find the children through a casting director? Well, I used several. We we went through like thousands of people. Now, how I am because I'm a lot of people request me to do DP or director work. I don't usually come in on the first um, auditions anymore. We have casting calls. And the casting calls, casting directors send us actors uh, from L.A. If you if you can get on L.A. casting, you need and you're trying to be an actor, you need to be on L.A. casting. You need to be on breakdown, um, actors access. You need those are the two biggest sites that you need to be on if you're trying to be an actor. And so we'll post on those uh, sites and we send out the casting directors and all that. And they went through about three thousand girls. Um, we had another. 600 wow. girls under um, 15, between the ages of 12 and 15 that we couldn't use because it was just too low of an age to work with. Um, and so we wanted a little older that looked younger. Um, so we went through about two, 3,000 people over the last four months of casting to make sure that we get the right person. I didn't want a celebrity because I didn't want the um, the main character, which is the little girl, to be taken off of, oh, that's what's the name. Let me see how she plays this part. I want it to be more of a genuine young female that can come in and deliver. Um, and then I'm surrounding her with a cast um, and a crew that will be celebrity. So, um, yeah, it took, it took about four months of, of casting for her, though. Well, I, I know right now it's in pre-production or do you feel like there's anything that you want to add on at the moment to this movie? Um, I mean, we have, right now we're only shooting 65% of the movie because that's what we had a budget for. I couldn't wait to finish the rest. I just like, no, we got the money. Let's go ahead and move forward and shooting this. Um, but the rest of the movie is, like I say, is going toward the actors. So, who we're going after trying to get is like Terrence Howard wants to be her father, and um, we have like um, like Chris, Craig Robert <clears throat> Craig Robertson uh, to play in some parts, like people like that. And so those are the sections that we have left as the ones that we have to go out and get the actors. But other than that, it's so planned, it's so already. Everything is planned out. Every all the pre-production is tight. We have all the producers, the crew, everything is in, in place. So there's really nothing else that we need other than uh, to make it happen in in November. Oh well, you know we're gonna be waiting around for that. That's an interesting move, and I think all parents need to have their children to watch that. Like I said, we got too much of that going on, and 
nobody's really focusing that this is a hurtful situation. This is bigger than, well, not probably as bigger than the Ebola, but but it is a concern. And it bothers me because my children will be growing up and they're going to have to go through the same thing as well. Now, also, um, you know, so have, I was going to say, you also had on in the background on this some help with Whitney Houston, rest her soul, and also with Patty Howard. Was it difficult to really convince these type of people to embark upon such an unusual project with you? Uh, well, Patty Howard, she's the one that used to sing with Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson. Uh, she has her own record label. She's out on tour right now. Good friend of mine. Um, she came along from Trey. I and mean, she's seen the quality of Trey and the concept. She, um, she's she been here since, like, day one. Um, and so now it's like whenever I need, like, anything, all I have to do is just call, call her and and she pretty much trying to help me as much as she can. She hooked me up with a lot of professional, a lot of celebrities out here, uh, a lot of events. Uh, when I first got out here, she really helped me um, with getting into the industry. So I'm always thankful for Patty. Um, she was she she gave me let me be able to do a lot of things that um, it would have been a lot harder to do than just walking into places if I didn't have her help. Right. See, that's why I say you never know who will come along to help you. Now, your films have been distinct in terms of genre, drama, and thriller. Do you strive to avoid repeating yourself? or? I really strive to... I want to, I don't want to be known as that director that just makes these kind of movies. Um, and so, right. even though... The next one, the first one was horror. The next one is more of dramatic action. Um, and then the third one is a comedy. Uh, and then after that one, we go back to Trey. And so um, that is how I want to do it, just, just so that I don't get stuck into this box of this the only type of movies that I make. Um, and so people can see the range and the talent that I bring um, to the movie industry. Right. Well, I think that we would definitely see that through your movies. And, Tony, I want to thank you just for being on and sharing this with us. And I can't wait till fall and summer comes out in November. Is it going to be worldwide or just a few select cities? It should be out in the fifth in fall of 2015. And hopefully we get it in all okay, of the cities. Okay, 2015. Trade a movie is on Amazon. So that you can get on Amazon.com. But yeah. That was made for DVD. Father Summer is made for theaters. What do you have any advice for for the aspiring movie movie makers out here that want to do exactly what you're doing now? Yeah, like we said at first, you have plenty of you have if you have an iPhone, you have a camera. If you have anything that shoots 1080, yes, you, you have a camera. And so the best thing you can do is create content because you have Vimeo, you have YouTube, you have all these things to where all it takes is one person to see it. 
and then you're on. But if you don't do anything, you're waiting for your chance. That chance will never come because even if it do come, you have nothing to show for it. So my biggest advice is just to create, create, and create. And the message from all that is time waits for no one. Just like God, he's not going to keep knocking on your door for the opportunity. You better open it up and listen well because it, it comes once, but not not too many times will it come the second time. If it comes the second time, then it's time for you to get an action. Antonio, thank you for joining us here on the bright side. I appreciate you and God bless you and your future endeavors. All right. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. Today, my friends and family, I want to tell you the truth of the day from my friend Mary Ellen is a deep cleansing breath can unlock and release any areas of emotional strain in your physical being. Let go of any idealistic notions about the way things should be today. Recognize that some relationships are not easy because they are in your life for you to learn whatever it is you need to learn. Take a dip, a deep cleansing breath to consciously unlock the tension you feel. Gaining a peaceful frame of mind will allow you to approach any situation with ease. Today, know that things will work out for the best. Accept the situation. Allow and let go. Enjoy the day. Tomorrow, I will have our guest, um, our speaker, Lisa Tarvis, on. We'll be talking about metaphysical and then everything unknown to the mankind. So please stay tuned tomorrow for that at noon. God bless you, everyone, and I love all of you. Thank you for tuning in to The Bright Side with Tanisha. Come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. God bless. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.